there is no vaccine, J.P. Shatrick. Welcome in. Jaguars happy hour on this 28th of January. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, we've got a busy program ahead. Reported coaching hires. Those reports continue. We'll talk about some of those names that have been thrown around the Jacksonville Jaguars. Quarterback frenzy. Yes, a lot of quarterbacks will be in the hopper this offseason. We, we know we talked about one in the college ranks that uh, that number one pick would, could be coming here. But a lot of names in free agency or trades. We'll go through all of those. Ashlyn Sullivan joins us at 4.30. She'll recap the week that was in Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl for 2021. We'll get her take on what some of the folks around the league are saying about the hiring of Urban Meyer and the Jaguars organization, and we'll go around the National Football League as well. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman. Lit a little bit better now. Good to see you, Logs. And my head my head is really shiny now. Yeah, that's right. What's up, man? How we doing? Nothing, nothing. Uh, it was, uh, it's good to have you back. Good to be back. Yeah, I missed last week. Did you have a good week? It was good. Got away for a week. Got to see the family for Christmas, which the, was nice. Uh, did did uh, did you belly up to the to the to the to the recliner in your little what do you call them things the TV tray for the for the championship games on Sunday? Oh yes. Well, I was back in town for that. That's what I mean. I mean, yeah. look, you got the lazy boy, the recliner, and the TV, it. and then the TV tray. Perfect. You don't have to move. And snacks, city. Oh. snacks and that other was, things. Yes. That was about as good of a of a Sunday of football as maybe that there has ever been. The, you could argue the last two weeks, the championship week and then the divisional round, are two of the best weeks ever because yeah, there's so, I've, I've, so many games. I mean, here, here we had a year in which COVID interrupted everything. Mm-hmm. And would you have known it? I mean, by looking at the quality of the play of what we saw Correct. over the last two weekends, you would not have known that anything interrupted this season or had a hiccup in it or what, whatsoever. And what might have been the most impressive thing of, of all was the play of the quarterbacks over this past weekend. I mean, if those games didn't tell you right then and there that you need to have a quarterback to compete, <laughs> then you're living in a cave. I mean, if, if, you're, if you're one of these uh, NFL general managers or executives and, and you're sitting there going, you know what, we're, we're, we're good, we're okay with quarterback, we're, we're fine, we just need to give him – we need to give him more weapons, we need to give him a better running back. We need to build a better cast around him. If you start talking about how you've got to get better around him, that means that you're not good enough at the quarterback position. I mean, if you got Aaron Rodgers, you can say that. Sure. But man, when you when you got Blake Bortles, you don't say that. Or we heard that around here. Oh, he's better when he has all the weapons and a run game and and guys to throw to around him, and that just didn't work out in the nah, long run. But I mean, for a look, short, uh, short run. Credit to to the quarterbacks. I mean, Aaron Rodgers had an MVP year. He was absolutely dynamite to he watch. To, he ought to win it. It was embarrassing that they didn't give him the ball at the end of the ball game. When you, when you have fourth, fourth down, and you have an opportunity to score and to, to convert to, you don't kick a field goal. I'm sorry. You don't do that. And remember who's on the other side as well. Tom Brady. Tom Brady over there. It's, you know, he knows how to close out a football game. But Aaron Rodgers <laughs> was great. Uh, Tom Brady was fantastic at yep. for, for, I mean, for the most part. Then he had some interceptions that were terrible. But Josh Allen, I thought, was was really good. Patrick Mahomes is just – he's just he is dynamite. 
He's so much fun to watch. It's almost as if he has this dial, and his dial has different levels of play. Good enough, urgency, need it. You know, he just turns it to wherever it has to be, and then he makes the play however he has to make the play, whenever he has to make the play, to win. And he's and he's so fun to watch. And Kansas City is just so dynamic and so fast. I just think it's going to be tough to stop them. But if there was a guy that could do that, <laughs> yeah. it's Tom Brady. That's right. You got to remember too. Mahomes did that last week, basically with a bad wheel. Not not a hundred percent wheel. He was better than the week before. Right. And, you know, he was in the protocol. Yeah, but I think he got choked out. I mean, that was I think that was a little bit that made it a little bit too much about that. That was it. I mean, even though that he was in the protocol, I mean the protocol sometimes you're in it just because out of sheer caution. That's right. But when you watched what happened the week before, most people would say that especially people that watch uh, UFC and, and mixed martial arts would say that he got choked out. Because that's kind of what it looked like. And uh, but he, he was he was marvelous, and his foot clearly was better. And he, he's just uh, the display of leadership that he shows, and, and the way that his body language is in the huddle, his body language on the sideline, the way that his wide receiver had the muff on the punt, and then all of a sudden he they get the ball back on offense, and he goes right, right to, to him, him. Yep. and uh, and then goes to him like. First of all, the play call goes to him, and then Patrick goes to him. It just doesn't get any better than that. So there's always talk about the, the quarterbacks who were in the final four, Brady, Rodgers, Allen, and Mahomes. Coming up a little later on the show, we'll discuss the quarterback offseason ahead. There could be two-thirds of the league that have new starting quarterbacks next year. We'll break all that down, including a couple in this division. Well, three in this division will have new starting quarterbacks next year. Let's discuss, though, the latest with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trent Baalke was, uh, actually stays on as the general manager. They take the interim tag off. That was late last week. And we heard from Baalke in that press conference last week. Let's hear from him again here. What did he learn from the last time out as GM? I think you learn you learn everywhere at every stop. Uh, I think uh, you learn from the mistakes you make. Probably you learn more from the mistakes you've made over your career than you do the the positive things. But uh, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot about handling, dealing, and and working with coaches. A lot about dealing and working with players. A lot about team building and what it takes uh, in in spending the last a lot of time with coach Meyer in the past couple of weeks have learned a tremendous amount. I think, I think life's a journey. I think learning's a journey. And I think uh, every day you wake up, if you're not waking up with the mentality that you're going to learn something, you're missing something. So I'm just looking forward to uh, where we're currently at and where, where I know we can go. Trent Baalke was responsible for the Super Bowl run for the 49ers. Not the most recent one, but the one prior to that. And so they had that nice run there with Harbaugh as the head coach. That changed, and then there were some issues at the end, the, the head coaching issues in San Francisco, a few different guys there, and then Balky was gone. But there was success there for him. Now, here in Jacksonville, he's been here for a year. He got here last January as the player personnel director. So he knows the roster. That's one thing of what's here right now and how this roster came to be. 
he has a history in the National Football League. He knows the rules of engagement in terms of transactions and how to get guys here and the, the rules, the day-to-day roster management, I think, was, is key for, to, to help Urban Meyer through this thing. And there you go. I mean, I think that's a big reason why he's, he's, he's in the building, he knows this team, and he knows the league. And I think those are all good things for Trent Baalke. I don't think it was uh, happenstance that he ended up here. I mean, I, I think that ownership, because Shad Khan said that he was involved more starting last year, which we didn't know uh, until he revealed that recently. And that leads me to believe that he also had some input into the hiring of Trent Baalke at the beginning of 2020. Makes sense. I mean, because if he's more involved – and he's got final say on roster, why wouldn't he be more involved in trying to find somebody that he feels very strongly about and has done a good job? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's good, and I think that's also good from the standpoint of Trent Baalke brought in a gentleman that he's worked with very closely recently, and I'm trying to remember the name. his name. Uh, it was a guy that he worked very closely with with the San Francisco 49ers, and it was kind of his right-hand man. And he's been brought in with Trent Baalke. And first of all, when, when you are the general manager, you have to have eyes and people and, and voices that you can trust on the personnel side. And so by bringing in somebody that he trusts, I think, is, is advantageous for him. Uh, it also is advantageous to have Urban Meyer have somebody that has experience, like JP, like you said, has, has done the drill before, has the familiarity with the rules. But most importantly, with him being a hired Going back, I think it was in the January. I don't mm-hmm. think it was February. I think it was January. It was in January, January. last year. Yep. From January until the interim tag was removed, he had a great opportunity and, and a great opportunity to evaluate this roster, number one, to see this roster up close. And that's all fine and dandy, but also you typically don't change the scouting department prior to the draft when somebody is hired as a general manager. Correct. Okay, but what you have to do, because you're going to be working with some of them, some of them you might can right now, you know, because you don't like them and you think they're terrible and you think they're, they don't do a good job and they might be lazy. I, I mean, I'm not saying that there is anybody like that, but I'm saying there could be. But for the most part, you're working with the people that are here. So if you're working with the people that are here, who can you trust and who do you believe? And I think for, for the past year, you get to hear what some of these scouts are telling the rest of you. That's right, yeah. And so now you get to hear their voice, hear their opinions, and then you get to find out, is that factual or is that a bunch of BS? Does this guy do his homework? Is this a guy that I can trust his opinion on, on players with? Because trusting the staff that you currently have and finding voices that you can trust with the current staff is very important because no one man can scout. 3,000 people or 4,000 people that whatever the number is that is eligible to be drafted by the NFL. So you have to be able to delegate and you have to be able to trust. And I think that's critically important to Trent Baalke, having been here since January, to be able to establish some of the or to be able to filter some of the staff, so to speak, Mm -hmm. and then also uh, to evaluate some of the current situation that he has. So, obviously, we've heard over the last few press conferences here when Urban Meyer was hired and when Trent Baalke was announced as GM, it, it is a partnership. But if, even if you go back to the Urban Meyer press conference, Shad Khan says that it's Urban Meyer's vision 
and the owner and the GM have to support that. So at the end of the day, this is Urban Meyer's vision, and Balky and that personnel staff, they're all going to sit down, as, as Balky said the other day, after everybody's hired, and see really where they want this thing to be, where they stand with personnel now, and then what they have to do to fill that in free agency and the draft. That's coming up down the line. But it, it is a partnership, but at the end of the day, it's Urban Meyer's vision of what this football team's going to be. Well, I mean, f- f- first and foremost, look, uh, you're basically talking about having a general manager and a coach working hand-in-hand and a scouting staff working with a coaching staff to be able to provide the players that you need to have. And uh, <laughs> it's crazy that uh, you go back to this time last year and we were hearing from Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell that that didn't exist prior to that point. And that they were going to work to make that work this, you know, in 2020. And we were sitting there going, "Wait a minute, the the scouting department never asked the opinion of coaches. I mean, aren't the coaches the ones that have to coach these guys and and have a system? And don't they have certain things that they need to let the scouting department know that they would like to have in a player's traits and abilities to be able to execute their scheme? And we found out that that didn't exist prior to this past year." So it was, it was quite shocking that we heard that something was going to change and that was going to start happening. So what we're hearing now is, is should be the standard and that general managers and coaches got to be working together. And if it's the general manager's vision, the coach has to be able to execute it. If it's the coach's vision and he's the boss man, then the general manager, general manager has to facilitate and provide the tools to be able to execute that vision. And that's what we're seeing right now. But, uh, but certainly this is not – surprising news it's the way it should be in my opinion you mentioned uh Balky's right-hand man Tom Gamble is Tom his Gamble. name a former assistant GM with the 49ers he was in the CFL last year with the Montreal Alouettes which they didn't back. play football last year by correct the way, right in so the CFL uh so there you go. That, that's, those are some of the changes in the GM and the personnel side for the Jacksonville Jaguars there are rumors of Coaches' names, we'll get to some of those coming up. Offensive, defensive coordinators, special teams coordinators. Some of those names have been reported. We'll talk through those coming up a little later. The quarterback carousel around the National Football League that is only just beginning. We're in for an epic offseason at the quarterback position in the NFL. We'll go around the NFL a little bit later as well. And Ashlyn Sullivan joins us at 4.30 today to recap the Senior Bowl in Mobile, at least the practices for the Senior Bowl. And we're off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health, changing health care for good. Jaguars fans, did you know that with Drizzly, you can get Tito's Handmade Vodka delivered to your door in under 60 minutes? Well, you can. And now they're giving all fans $10 off their first order. Use the code JAGS10 at checkout. Just download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com and make sure you're all set to mix it up with Tito's Handmade Vodka for the perfect game day. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. And remember to use the special code JAGS10 to save $10 on your first order. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Crafted to be savored responsibly. 
DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s, and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice. Equal housing opportunity. The best thing about working at Fair and Farrah is all of the employees. We all work together. It's extremely enjoyable to come to work every day. There's a, um, a common cause or goal. No matter what your job is, we're all there for the client. We are dedicated to our clients 100%. We do everything it takes to maximize the value of their claims. Fair and Farrah is really the Farrah family. When they choose us, they choose a family to fight for them and to protect them and to make sure that they're in a good place and that they have somebody on their side. Farrah and Farrah. Here for you, here for good. Jacksonville. At ViStar, we believe in better. And that means treating people better with friendly, personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952. A smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch, an online or phone chat for those quick questions, and a call center that's open every day. If you believe that great service is better, join ViStar. Visit ViStarCU.org. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. At Tropical Smoothie Cafe, one taste and you're feeling good now, smiling wider now, seeing brighter now, bucket dunking now, namaste in now, popping a wheelie now, living lighter now. You're on Tropic Time now. And on Mondays, try our Jaguars Duval Delight Smoothies for $2.99. And you're roaring louder now, end zone dancing now, sipping spirit now. You're on Tropic Time now at Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Committed to the team. Committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. I didn't know Trent. Uh, we met years ago, but to say I knew him, I didn't know him. And, you know, I've been very fortunate in my entire head coaching career. I've always looked at everything that I've done as a partnership, whether it be athletic directors, whether it be just people we work with. And uh, as Trent said, I mean, there's, I can't imagine spending more time with someone in the last uh, uh, few days than I did really the last couple, last week or so uh, than Trent. I'm really impressed and, uh, uh, the alignment is going to be a big word that uh, I know our owner, Shad, is going to use and, and Trent and myself. And it's going to be a partnership and we're going to be aligned. There you have it. That's head coach Urban Meyer for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Alignment, partnership, all those words being used. And welcome back. Jaguars happy hour. Kind of like the show. It's a partnership. It's, uh, we're aligned on this program. Joe, Trent Padilla, Jeff Lagerman, BS, JP Shatrick. <laughs> so, yes, we are. We're all aligned six feet apart. Yes, we're 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 distanced, <laughs> but we are aligned at distance. All right, so that that was Urban Meyer, of course, and the the process of 
getting his elite staff assembled continues. The interviews, as we understand it, are still continuing. There have been some names that have been reported to have been hired by the Jacksonville Jaguars, especially at the coordinator positions. Let's start with the offensive coordinator spot and Daryl Bevel. He has been reported to have been hired. Nothing official yet. I think the Jaguars are going to wait until the entire staff is complete to announce the staff as a whole whenever that is, either late this week, early next, I would think would be the case with that. But Bevel's been around this league for a long time, Logs. A lot of those years in Seattle. Super Bowl runs there with the Seahawks and with the Vikings for a number of years prior to that. Uh, with the Lions most recently, the last two years, and uh, I know he and Matt Stafford were pretty tight, but then going back to the Packers days in the early 2000s, that was the Brett Favre run, and then he goes to Minnesota, here comes Favre to Minnesota. Hmm. Um, that, that goes back a while. Hit but your wagon to a good player, JP. He's respected around the league, though. <laughs> That's for sure. Smart man. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, it's kind of one of the, one of the sayings that, a lot of coaches have talked about around the league for many years. And it, look, the easiest way to become a good coach is to be able to coach really good players. And uh, and I'm not saying that, that Daryl Bell's not a good, fine football coach because I think he is a really good football coach. And I love how he can be very run-centric. And I think with a young quarterback, much like he had with the Seattle Seahawks and, and that he's going to have here – with a, a young rookie quarterback right out of the gate, that, that's what you're going to have to have, to have a little bit of patience to allow him to develop. And, and I thought that he, had, he did a wonderful job with Russell Wilson early on in his career. And, yes, he's had the ability to coach Brett Favre and did some amazing things with Brett Favre as a quarterback's coach in Green Bay, as the offensive coordinator in Minnesota. And uh, he had one year this past year with Matt Stafford. And to be honest with you, Matt Stafford, when, when we – got an opportunity to see them early in the season. The Detroit Lions and Matt Stafford were not playing very good. And uh, so Darryl Bevel was kind of a little bit uh, – uh, hands were tied a little bit because the play of his quarterback wasn't particularly good. So, But I think he's a good football coach. And, and it will be interesting because, you know, Urban obviously has experience on the offensive side of the football, and no offense is ever just the design or the implementation – by one man mm -hmm. it's it's a conglomeration uh, where everybody's aligned on the offensive side of the oh, ball jp alignment and uh and they come together and then they make a, a, a new offense and so it will it'll be interesting to see what kind of imp uh, impressions that urban puts on the offense what kind of uh, nuances that he has and because you know when you watch a lot of the NFL game the influence and in, from college has just become more and more and more and uh, so could Urban put his own little twist on on the NFL's offensive system I, I don't know but it, it's going to be fun to watch got to have the right guys to go execute it too obviously well and that's yeah. that's that's, That's a big part of the battle yeah. is that you've, you've got to have players that can execute what your plan is going to be and and with the quarterback at Clemson, he runs obviously a college system, a college system where the quarterback is a running threat. Daryl Bevel ran a system in Seattle where he had a quarterback who was a legitimate running mm -hmm. threat. And so the, the ability to create and to, uh, to come up with new things, to innovate on offense when you have that type of ability – it's good. And, and look, a lot of coaches will tell you, it, 
first-time head coaches, first-time offensive coordinators, when they have a young quarterback, what is their preference in that quarterback? They want a young quarterback that can make things happen with his legs, that can eventually develop with his arm, but allow the legs to make up for the lack of experience with the arm until the arm catches up in experience. Yeah, right. And so, and, 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 and there's a lot of merit to that. But you also, because at the end of the day, all these quarterbacks, even Lamar Jackson, Michael Vick, you know, these guys eventually are going to have to be able to perform from the pocket. But at least the ability to make things happen with their legs while they're young helps kind of get over the hump, so to speak, early on. Let's flip it to the defensive side. The reported name that has been hired by the Jaguars, Joe Cullen. A familiar name around here. He was the D-line coach for the Jaguars from 2010 through the 2012 season, most recently with the Baltimore Ravens up until this past season, and he's been in the league since 2006. Uh, He started his college coaching career back in 1990. That was the year after you came into the NFL, Logs. That's a a long time in coaching for Joe Cullen, but it'll be good uh, whenever this is officially announced to have Cullen – Back in the mix here in Jacksonville, an outstanding personality. We remember his throaty, grovelly scream on the practice field with the defensive line here. And I know a few years ago we were in Baltimore for a training camp. We got a chance to spend a little time with him up there for those weeks we were there. But this is his first opportunity as a defensive coordinator and defensive play caller in the NFL. (laughs) We're watching some video here. When he was coaching with the Ravens, one thing about Joe is is that nothing's halfway, half speed. Oh, no, not at all. I mean, even his voice inflection when he's doing snap counts for drill work is intense. And uh, and love the guy. Excited to have him back in Jacksonville. He's a he's a good man. And uh, the more good people you have, the better chance you have for success. And and the, and I will tell you this: when you when you watch Joe Cullen, or should I say this? When you go to watch a practice and Joe Cullen is on the field. You you naturally hear him because he's a little louder than some, but he's but he's not using loud cursing expletives and trying to attract attention to himself. He's just got a way about him that is a little bit magnetic when you want to watch him coach. And so, no matter where you are on the field, you kind of get drawn to where he's at, and he's fun to watch coach. And and I said this with Ashland last week, JP, when you were off, you know, drinking beer and partying and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay was that uh, defensive line is obviously something that's a little bit near and dear to my heart. And, and really? I, know, I know a little bit of something about that position and, and some of the techniques and the teachings of that position. And when I enjoy watching a defensive line coach, I mean, when I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy watching a defensive line coach, that, that, I think that's a, a big compliment because I, I don't get bored with them and I don't get bored at all. And for me, Joe Cullen is fun to watch. He's smart. He knows the techniques. He knows defense. And and I think what the best part is is that he's got a certain way about him that he can work with players. And I think that's going to allow him to be a real strong leader as a defensive coordinator. Now, I'm happy for his opportunity because uh, it's it's not very common for defensive line coaches to uh, to get the opportunity to move up to a defensive coordinator position. A few other notes here. Brian Schneider is a name that has been linked to the special teams coordinator role here. He has a long time in history in Seattle with the Seahawks. And some other names that uh, are either no longer here or could be coming here. Keenan McCardell is headed to the Vikings. 
as the wide receivers coach there. Hmm, he's going to be a better coach all, all right away. Justin Jefferson doesn't hurt. What about Thielen? And he's pretty good, too. Yeah. Yes, they're going to be just fine, I think. Uh, Sanjay Lal has been rumored or linked to the Jaguars wide receivers coaching gig. Okay. Sanjay Lal. Sanjay Lal. Yeah. He's been around the league for quite some time. And then uh, former Ravens linebacker Zach Orr apparently is going to interview with the Jaguars as linebackers coach. And, yes, former head coach Doug Marone is now the offensive line coach at the University of Alabama. <laughs> How about that? Congrats yeah, to Doug. Uh, well, it's uh, him and his buddy have reunited That's under right. Nick Saban's staff. Uh, uh, Bill O'Brien, the former Texans head coach and general manager, also is on the staff as the offensive coordinator for Roll Tide JP. Yeah. And it seems that where that's the place where coaches go to rehab their image. It's the car wash. <laughs> it really is. I mean, think about the last few years, I mean, all then, the assistants like, and analysts that have gone on to head coaching or assistant <laughs> jobs elsewhere. Let yeah. me say this. First of all, Doug Marone doesn't need his image rehabbed. Doug's a good guy. Right. We love him, you know, and wish him the best of luck and, 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 and was enjoyed working with him for the last few years. And, uh, but I mean, when I say that, it, to, to get their image rehab. Now, Bill O'Brien, now he might need a little bit of rehab. Sure. Right. Okay, to his image because he single handedly has almost destroyed the Texans organization with the trades that he executed and uh, having a, a franchise quarterback and then just totally messing everything else up. It's hard to do when you have a franchise quarterback to mess things up, but he found a way and then eventually got fired in a, in a power struggle. but uh, So he needs a rehab, and, and Doug, I think, is uh, probably excited to go back and to work with, with Bill O'Brien because those two were together ages ago, as Doug talked sure. about many times at Georgia Tech. Plenty to come here on Jaguars Happy Hour. Ashlyn Sullivan is standing by. We'll get her recap of the week in Mobile, Alabama at Senior Bowl practices, the game coming up this weekend. But uh, Ashlyn is back home. We'll hear from her coming up. And the quarterback carousel in the NFL is just starting to turn, and it could include that Texans starting quarterback as well. This is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes, homes that fit your lifestyle. Next Grill, everyone's invited. And Adeco. Visit adecousa.com. Jaguars fans, did you know that with Drizzly, you can get Tito's Handmade Vodka delivered to your door in under 60 minutes? Well, you can. And now they're giving all fans $10 off their first order. Use the code JAGS10 at checkout. Just download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com and make sure you're all set to mix it up with Tito's Handmade Vodka for the perfect game day. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. And remember to use the special code JAGS10 to save $10 on your first order. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Floridians know what it means to stand together. That's why Florida Blue is committed to the people of Florida by providing health care with lower costs and higher quality. Enroll within 60 days of life-changing events, such as losing your job, to get benefits like plans as low as $0 a month and up to $500 per year towards your premiums and wellness rewards. Call 1-800-750-0164 or visit floridablue.com slash care today. Florida Blue is a trade name of Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Florida Incorporated. These health benefit plans have limitations and exclusions. You won't find a better deal to keep your ride clean than Scrubble's Flexible Service Car Wash. 
start in the tunnel wash and experience state-of-the-art equipment while enjoying a soapy light show. Our quality soaps and solutions keep your vehicle streak-free. Every three-minute car wash package comes with self-serve vacuuming, lint-free towels, window cleaner, and a free air freshener. Visit us at the St. John's Town Center, Fleming Island, and Atlantic Beach. And coming soon to Kernan and Atlantic. Trust the bow tie. You'll know quality once you arrive. Go Jags! Hi, this is Dr. Patrick Basil of Basil Plastic Surgery and Wellness. I'm a proud veteran of the U.S. Navy, and during my active duty time, I had the amazing privilege to serve our country and those who were wounded in combat. Helping my patients return to a normal life, I was able to provide an unparalleled level of care which I've carried over to my own private practice today. As the official plastic surgeon of the Jaguars, I invite you to visit us at patrickbasilmd.com and would like to wish the Jags best of luck in today's game. Hey, it's the Good Greek Spiro, and I am proud to announce that Good Greek Moving and Storage is now the official mover of your Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are making all of the right moves, and you should too. So when it's time for you to move, do it like the Jags and call the Good Greek. Simply dial star star Greek from your cell or go to goodgreek.com. That's goodgreek.com. Good Greek Moving and Storage, official movers of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Good Greek Moving and Storage, your superhero movers. Kessler Creative, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, has the large format printing services running in high gear, creating large banners for marketing events, full vehicle ramps. Learn how Kessler changes the game with print and direct mail innovation. From eye-catching restaurant menus to real estate yard signs and event displays, Kessler does it all. Kessler Creative, Jacksonville, Florida. Results-driven marketing and a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think what Urban brings in spades about anything else is an ability to lead a program and to build a program. And you know, he showed that at Bowling Green, at Utah, at Florida, and Ohio State. And so I think as much as anything else, I think you see an organization that probably needed to be torn down a little bit because there have been sort of different iterations of the same thing coming through. And this is really what that is. And you know, I think what Urban's going to bring is something that's very holistic. And you're going to see. Um, over the next few months, I think you're going to see the importance of nutrition and strength and, um, and player development. And all of these things, I think, are part of the deal that you get when you bring in an Urban Meyer. That's Albert Breer of the Sports Illustrated Monday Morning Quarterback. And welcome back to Jaguars Happy Hour. J.T. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, that interview was... Uh, recorded in Mobile, Alabama this week at Senior Bowl practices, and Ashlyn Sullivan was standing off camera on that interview, conducting it with Albert Breer and many more, all the coverage on Jaguars.com. Ashlyn, good afternoon. Welcome back to Jacksonville. Thank you. It was quite the drive, six hours. Wasn't prepared for that. Listened to a few podcasts, but happy to be back. And hi, Jeff. I'm not an upgrade. I don't know if you heard about the joke I made last week, JP. Kind of insulted Jeff and John and everyone, so I'm sorry about it. And I figured Jeff would have let you know. <laughs> well, there you it's go. all good, Ashlyn. <laughs> we had some fun with it, and uh, uh, she said, "All right, we're going to make an upgrade." I said, "What?" I was just sitting there going, "What? Well, what, what I'm chopping over here." <laughs> <laughs> that was great, though. It was fun. It. We had some fun with it. Love it. So, uh, was this your first go around in Mobile? 
It was and a kind of a, a sad start to the Senior Bowl because COVID-19 definitely changed up the image I had of the Senior Bowl and Mobile as a whole. I know you know it very well, JP, and streets were empty, no one in restaurants. And because of the changes that we're going to see to the NFL Combine this year, that's what made the Senior Bowl so important this year. In fact, we were told that every single prospect that was participating in the Senior Bowl this year will be drafted, which is crazy to think about when you see all those guys out there on the field. But needless to say, it was an interesting first trip to the Senior Bowl, but definitely impactful. A beautiful new stadium on the campus of the University of South Alabama, by the way. They've gone away from Lad Peebles Stadium for the first time and are using that uh, fantastic facility there. It's a good point, Ashlyn, because there is nothing else except for pro days the rest of the way. So mm-hmm. logs, these scouts and everybody have to lean on game tape and the very little that they get to see these guys in person. Well, here's the thing, JP and Ashland, is that you you have game tape for some. Well, yeah, but right. then there's some That's you, a good don't, point. you don't have Absolutely. game tape on. And some, some guys opted out so you don't have any from 2020. So I think this is the year that, that scouting staff's really – really going to earn their pay pay and uh and a lot of the decision is going to be based on faith and and so uh some of the past scouting work is certainly going to be a very valuable and Ashland the the senior bowl stuff I mean c- coaches are going to be more apt to make decisions on people that they can see and and players they can trust and and scouts are are, are human they're going to trust what they've seen and so the players that have played more in 2020 have had the opportunity to participate in a senior bowl. Those type of players are going to have a higher grade on them, I think, just out of sheer trust because they could been, they've been seen. No doubt about that. Uh, Ashlyn Sullivan with us covering the senior bowl in Mobile this week. You know, Urban Meyer and Trent Baalke were not in attendance this week. I'm sure there was mm-hmm. some other Jaguar representation there, though. What was we heard from Albert Breer just then, and the interviews available, and you've, you've caught up with a few other folks I know during the week in Mobile. Mm-hmm. Uh, general reaction to the hiring of Urban Meyer and the regime change in Jacksonville seemed pretty positive. For sure, and you almost couldn't get away from it. We were at practice, and you're watching the prospects on the field, and someone would come up to you and say, oh, what about Urban Meyer? What about the general manager? Oh, number one overall pick. It's got to be Trevor Lawrence, right? It was everywhere when you were a Jaguars employee in Mobile. I'm talking hotel, restaurants, definitely all the buzz about Urban Meyer. And the most interesting part, I think Albert Breer was definitely very much involved in the reporting of Urban Meyer coming to Jacksonville. And it was really interesting when he was talking about, we heard it in the press conference when Coach Meyer said that he's going to hold his coaches accountable. But Albert Breer was really knowledgeable about that when back in his time at Ohio State saying that it's up to you to coach these players. Players in the NFL, they can play. And if they're not up to the level that they're playing, that's on you, the coaches. So it kind of came full circle. We heard that in his press conference and Albert Breer echoed that, that Coach Meyer is going to hold this coaching staff, whatever it looks like, he's going to hold them accountable. No doubt about that. And uh, by the way, Albert Breer is the biggest Ohio State homer there is. Is he really? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I was, we were kind of joking around, Ashland, uh, earlier with Joe and, uh, and JP and I, and this philosophy of holding coaches accountable and Urban's going to be quick to blame the coach instead of the player. And there's an old saying is that it can roll downhill. 
And mm-hmm. so the head coach is going to be on to his assistant because it's his assistant's job to make sure that he's demanding of the player. And that's the old downhill effect. And that there's, there's nothing wrong with that, and that's the way it should be. You can't expect a head coach to be able to immediately start blaming the player. He has to blame the coach first so that the coach can get more out of the player. That's what coaches' jobs are for. I mean, they're there to coach them up, to develop them, to make them better. So it makes sense. And, uh, again, there's a, there's a different name for it. And I can't, well, can't yeah, I was going to ask it. you what it was. I can't but, say it. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. Forrest Gump used to say, <laughs> it rolls downhill. It does. He was right. Uh, <laughs> Ashlyn Sullivan with us covering the Senior Bowl this week. In Mobile, Alabama. So take us through the rest of the coverage throughout the week. What can folks find on Jaguars.com to recap the week that was? Yes, we have all kinds of national media interviews and scouts and all of that coming up on Jaguars.com. A few more of those, and then we're actually going to shoot with Bucky Brooks here later on today, who's actually been broadcasting every single practice and the game on NFL Network. So that guy more than anyone knows all about these prospects, and he's getting ready for those mock drafts. So that's to come on Jaguars.com. That'll be good. Yeah, Bucky's been at his house in Los Angeles this week, which is Mm -hmm. a big change from his coverage, they're still doing it live, like we do all the shows live throughout the offseason, but he's sitting on his couch instead of sitting in the stands <laughs> in Mobile this year. So we'll look forward to that coming up. Uh, Ashlyn, well done this week. I hope you enjoyed uh, Mobile and all it has to offer, and we'll catch you again soon. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll see you guys soon. Ashlyn Sullivan out of here. Jaguars reporter. Jaguars.com. Uh, she and... John Ozier, we're over there with a the crew this week getting some things done. Uh, no, I, I actually yes. saw some of the stuff, and uh, and they did a great job. And uh, and I, I really enjoy listening to Bucky Brooks. Uh, the last couple of weeks, you know, doing the show with him and having him come on and and uh, sharing ideas and and uh, having conversation with him. I, I think he does a very good job. And uh, love to be able to spend some time with him in person. You know, at Jaguars practice or or something. You know, this but last year obviously that wasn't able to happen. You know, he was going to do the Jaguars preseason games Correct. on television, That's I believe. Right. Yes. And then obviously with COVID, it changed everything. And so he, we didn't get it. We didn't get a chance to see him much. But, uh, but hopefully this year, preseason games come back in limited fashion. Oh, you, you don't want the full lap uh, and a don't four? need to see four. Oh, okay. Nope, don't need that. And, uh, and then uh, we get a chance to see him. It'd be all good. It would be. and uh, But in the meantime, we have him throughout this offseason as well. And uh, obviously, always have Ashland available each week on Jaguars.com. The uh, drive time show kicks back up here very soon on Tuesdays after the Super Bowl. So a couple weeks away before that weekly show. We'll have more podcasts popping up over the next few weeks as well. So plenty of coverage of the offseason ahead on Jaguars.com. We're back in a moment with quarterback changes, not just in Jacksonville. But maybe two-thirds of the league could have a new starting quarterback next year. The carousel is only starting to spin. And this is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars fans, did you know that with Drizzly, you can get Tito's Handmade Vodka delivered to your door in under 60 minutes? Well, you can. And now they're giving all fans $10 off their first order. Use the code JAGS10 at checkout. Just download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com and make sure you're all set to mix it up with Tito's Handmade Vodka for the perfect game day. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. And remember to use the special code JAGS10 to save $10 on your first order. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Crafted to be savored responsibly. 
Superior Fence and Rail knows about commercial fence services. From automatic gates to security fence and railing, Superior Fence and Rail's professional team delivers with great communication, trained installers, and quality products. Trust your next commercial project with a top-rated fence company in Jacksonville. Get off the fence and call Superior Fence and Rail for your commercial project today. SuperiorFenceAndRail.com Hey Jaguars fans, are you ready to talk some trash? Well, nobody talks trash quite like Waste Pro, the official waste service and recycling partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Specializing in residential and commercial solid waste and recycling collection, processing, and disposal, Waste Pro is equipped to handle all your recycling and garbage removal needs. For service, call 904 731 7288. Waste Pro, caring for communities and caring for Jacksonville. Pinpoint, the official signage partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, helps business decision makers like you maximize the impact of their brand. Your company's identification, advertising, and even the words you use make an impression on your clients. With Pinpoint as your coach, you can make sure it's a good impression. Pinpoint provides the creative design and production services for anything you need to enhance your brand, from custom signage to complete marketing solutions. Step up your game with Pinpoint and create the ultimate brand experience for your clients. Visit experiencepinpoint.com. Jaguars fans, here's a great way to pay with pride wherever you go. Exclusively from TIAA Bank, the Jacksonville Jaguars Visa Debit Card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features, along with the convenience to make purchases online or at millions of locations worldwide. And it's yours, free, when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Order yours today. Visit TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Any repeated physical activity puts stress on the body. Checking your phone, getting in the car, sitting at your desk. Checking the phone, getting in your car, sitting at your desk. Checking your phone for the 50th time today. If you do anything with regularity, you should get massaged with regularity. Massage Envy. Keep your body working. Regular body work makes the body work with massage, skin care, and stretch. Come in today for more information or visit MassageEnvy.com for more details. We're back, baby. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, glad you're along with us. Final few minutes of the program. Yes, it's only one hour this week. The uh, the two-hour thing is gone for the offseason. What was the Doug Marone show then turned into a second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour on the network, but now will be one hour from here until whenever football starts again. Yeah. When is like that? August. Uh, well, yeah. Maybe July. Maybe July. You never know. Well, I mean, we've started two hours in July before, I think. Yeah, have, have maybe we not? So. Have yeah. we not? Yeah, we have. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, if, if things start getting in swing, you know, we might we might be two hours. Uh, you know, if we're in the Hall of Fame game in Canton, that'd be a fifth preseason oh, game. Please, I mean, please, you know, please. who knows? No. Tony gets in. No, no, never? no, <laughs> no, no. We no. wouldn't. No. Okay, maybe we would start early, but Logs would not be involved. The the. Uh, the lack of preseason games last year was really nice. And I hope that the league learned from last year because I drove seriously. When I say that, I, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm, I'm trying to be serious in that 
I think the league learned a lot from the year 2020 and that you don't have to do a lot of things to still have good football played on Sundays and that you can do some things that are out-of-the-box thinking. And, and the only reason that we were able to see some out-of-the-box things was because everybody was forced out of the box Absolutely. with COVID. And so uh, even some of the ways in which television games were broadcast. There was a couple games. I want to say Mike Tirico and Tony Romo broadcast from home. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, we were broadcasting from the stadium for Jaguars road games, and, and we had – tremendous support staff to be able to make that happen and I thought it was very very well done and so coaches had to do things that were different players had to do things that were different and so much like when Trent Baalke earlier was talking about how you never stop learning in this process you can never stop learning and especially when you have a year like 2020 and I think the league needs to learn certain things and and when Trent Baalke talks about the journey and you're always learning and everything, and, he, and he's so true. And, you know, going back to Gus Bradley, who he used to say that the three most dangerous words were what, JP? Do you I remember? got it. I got it, right? Right. They're and dangerous. That, when you say, I got it, that means you have stopped learning. Mm. And so what Gus said and what Trent Baalke is talking about, about the process of continually learning – it's the same message. It's saying the same type of thing, just in a different way. And I think the league has learned a lot from 2020. And it will be interesting to see what gets implemented on even maybe a more permanent basis going into 20 or being in 2021 and beyond. Let's touch on this quarterback carousel that is continuing to add horses to it, if you will, uh, over the last few days. Deshaun Watson has requested a trade the day that the Texans were going to introduce their new head coach, David Culley. The news comes out that he wants out. He does have a no-trade clause, but he wants out. Matt Stafford among those names that could be moving this offseason. Aaron Rodgers was in that mix, but the Packers would be crazy if that happens. Yeah, so Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, just to name a few. And even Adam Schefter, ESPN, said that there's what about 10 to 12 teams that could have their starting quarterback locked in right now for next year. That means that there's two thirds of the league that will have a new starting quarterback next season. There's always turnover at the position. Yes. But this feels like one of those off seasons that we'll remember for a long time. Well, the Jaguars aren't going to be in that category. Uh, they'll be one of the two. They're not going to be yeah. in the two thirds. We'll have a new well, starting it's, quarterback. Well, it's kind of be new, but it's, well, it's a new I, starting. They count new but it's expected well yeah so that makes it better I mean, does it does it <laughs> i don't know well it's, look I mean, when, you, when you're getting the first overall pick in the draft it better be better Darn right is better jp i mean come can't on be, can't be much worse <laughs> you know so my point is is that you know who the quarterback is going to be in jacksonville pretty much i mean it's you know it's not a hundred percent deal but i mean it's about as close to a hundred percent as you can get you know so I think that that's going to be an exciting year for quarterback play, and that's the reality. The reality is is that if you have one of the third, uh, if you're in that third group that mm -hmm. has a quarterback and he's coming back, you're pretty good. You know, you're pretty well set. But even some of those, I mean, are you really that set and feeling really good about where you're at? The best of the best are the teams that we just saw play. And they're still playing, yeah. Uh, well, right. the ones that are still playing and the ones that just played, and then, yeah. and then even some of the ones that played before that that were in the playoffs. I mean, you – Look at the playoffs. The playoffs were about teams that had 
really good quarterbacks. And that's the way it will always be for the most part. There will be the occasional, okay, you made it somewhere because you had a really good defense and you had a really good running game and your quarterback just didn't hurt you and didn't get you beat. But, I mean, the, for the most part, the quarterback is a big reason as to why you have success and you got to have one. And so it's going to be exciting to be able to watch the growth of a first overall pick of the draft quarterback that the Jaguars are going to be able to get. I mean, this is – this is a territory that this franchise has never seen before. This franchise has swung for franchise quarterbacks in the past and have, have struck out. And this prospect in Trevor Lawrence, many considered considered to be on par with like an Andrew Luck. I mean, that's probably the, the closest thing that the I The most say. recent comparison, sure. And, uh, and that's outstanding. And uh, from watching the film on him and, and – and I've watched some. I haven't watched a thousand hours of film on him, but boy, he's—he didn't have a great uh, playoff game there at the end, national championship game. But boy, everything else you turn on in the past national championship games—I mean, this, this guy is outstanding. He has—he has all the tools. I mean, it—you uh, got to have the toolbox to have a chance. He's got the toolbox. Now these other teams in the division, obviously, Philip Rivers has retired. He's going to coach high school football. Good in for him, Baldwin County, Alabama. Good Catholic for him. School there, and then if the Deshaun Watson situation continues to escalate, and he's no longer in Houston for some reason and playing somewhere else, that means three of the four teams in the division will have new starting quarterbacks. Can you imagine year. if you're David Cully? I mean, you're excited. You got the job. Finally got. He's been in the league forever. He, he's been around forever. He's never got an opportunity. Finally gets his opportunity, and then Deshaun Watson requests a trade. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a tough situation going in anyway with Watson there, if he was even happy. And the, and the, Texans, the Texans still continue to be a dartboard. I mean, really, I mean, that, that's probably the best way to describe it. I mean, people are, are throwing darts at him, and it's ever, all the darts are sticking because it, it's hard to argue against some of the criticism that the Texans have been receiving. Do you know, we know what that feels like. The last couple of years around here have been that for the Jaguars. Well, think about that. A little different. When I say what the difference is, is that the Jaguars have been an easy target because you can't argue when you don't win. And that's what the Jaguars yeah. in the category they were at. They mm -hmm. weren't winning. The Texans have won, but they have a situation on their, in their organization that many are taking shots at. And, yeah. look, I don't know if, if this situation is toxic and bad. I mean, who knows? Maybe it'll, it'll work out great and they win. I don't know. But the Texans have become a punching bag mm -hmm. for those in, in, that cover the, the National Football League. I mean, really, I mean, they have been arguably the number one punching bag target in the league this, since the end of the season. It's only going to get worse. I mean, for them, if this well, it's continues get worse down this track. Because the yeah. Texans don't have the tools to be able to climb out of a hole. Right. And if they don't have a Deshaun Watson to give them a chance because they have, they're have void of draft picks, they have serious cap issues, they have a lot of things to overcome. And then also the public perception is also one of those things that they're going to have to overcome. It's going to be tough – Tough going for the Texans now. Well, I must say, sorry about it. And then well, they're in the here, division. Here's, oh, well. a here's a crazy thing: the the Colts could end up going back to back years with journeyman veteran quarterbacks. They could end up very easily with uh, uh, 
the Lions quarterback, Stafford. They could end up with him easily. Good. In fact, if 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 I were a betting man, I, I'd put that the the Colts are probably the most favored destination. They got a pretty good team already in place. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's right. that's my point. Absolutely. They, first, they have the cap room. Mm-hmm. Um, they are not afraid afraid about acquiring a veteran guy now. The asking price may be an issue because that's the difference between like a Phillip Rivers and um, a Matt Stafford. Now you're asking for – got to give up, give up compensation. Hmm. That to me is interesting. It is, and it will be something to watch. This will be a fun couple of months ahead with all those changes coming around the National Football League. And uh, we'll finish tonight with some news that uh, broke just a little bit ago. That uh, former Jaguars quarterback Mark Brunel is interviewing with the Detroit Lions for their quarterback coach opening logs. That Good could for be him. interesting. Good for him. Yes. Uh, you know what? If 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 he, if he wants it, I hope he gets it. You know, he's uh, Mark's good guy. Played a lot of years. Played a lot of really good quarterback. Knows a lot about the game. Knows a lot about the position. Obviously. I think he would be uh, an outstanding coach in the National Football League. And obviously the, the time spent coaching here in Jacksonville at the high school level, I'm sure, has helped him out tremendously in the ability to communicate and all that. And so, I'm, I look, I'm a big Mark Brunell fan, and, and I wish him nothing but luck and that if he wants the job, I hope he gets it. I would be fired up for him. What did he play, 18 years? 20. 20 like years. 20 years. Yeah. Long time backup after his time here, but uh, still yeah, I mean, here, in the league. the crazy thing is that when Mark Brunell was playing 20 years, we were all thinking, golly, nobody ever plays 20 years. <laughs> right. and, you know, and he was a backup, and now here comes Tom Brady <laughs> going to Super Bowl at 43. His 10th Super Bowl, right. 10th Super Bowl, what was it? How many championship games did he play? Oh, it's 14, 15. 14, it was ridiculous, yeah. I mean, something crazy. Yeah. You know, so uh, and uh, and he just got done facing Aaron Rodgers, who was a 37 year old quarterback who just probably capped off a league MVP season. I mean, this age for quarterbacks is not a big deal. And they obviously they protect the quarterbacks a lot better than they used to. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's good. It's good. Well, for the Some game. places do. Well, it's uh, good for the game. Yeah, it, it is. It is. That's it's quarterback. Game. It's as Urban Meyer says, it's, it's a quarterback sport, not yeah. just a quarterback league. Every league is what a quarterback. What would you call league. hockey? What do you mean? Like I mean, what position? If you, like if you're saying that football is a quarterback sport, okay, in in hockey, is well, it a goalie sport? Well, no, they don't score. Or is score. it a center sport? It's you got to score more goals, right? Yeah, but my JP, my I point is that if you had to single out one position in other sports to say that hockey is a goalie sport or that uh, baseball is a it's a pitcher or a uh, RBI like a, a drive-in runs. Yeah, <laughs> that's not Depends. A, that's not a position, man. Well, there, anybody can do that. Anybody can do what? Drive-in runs. Joe, if you drive-in runs, is, is it's a kind of sport. He's very confused. I'm so confused. Thank goodness this show is about over. <laughs> that's Joe Fortunato. <laughs> Trent Padilla is on our video this week. Jeff Lagerman to my left, your right. And that's JP, he's confused. I am, <laughs> yes, perpetually confused on this show. Our thanks to Ashlyn Sullivan for joining us as well. She, I, was, she was an upgrade, by the way, last week. Absolutely. No doubt. <laughs> Could be back again soon at this rate. <laughs>
Uh, look, uh, coming up very soon, if not this week, early next, maybe, coaching hires could be announced. Stay tuned for everything on Jaguars.com. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.